Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert of Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every couple of weeks we're looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the spectacular jay. The jay is probably the most amazing bird in Britain. That's because it amazes more people than any other bird. It's a common but shy bird and it regularly takes non-bird watchers by surprise. Anyone who's never seen a jay before, after seeing one will think they've been privileged to see one of the world's rarest and most exotic birds. As a well-known bird watcher, I'm frequently told by non-bird watching friends, I've seen this funny bird in my garden. I can tell you now, 99% of funny birds are jays. Jays really are pretty splendid, and after you've seen a picture of one, you may think utterly unmistakable. So why do they often prove to be a puzzle? I think it's because different features seem to catch different people's eyes. It was bright pink. It had a crest. It was black and white when it flew. It had bright blue wings. All jays. They have the lot. They really are really beautiful. It is in September and October that jays may seem to suddenly get much commoner. Autumn is acorn time, and jays go absolutely bonkers for acorns. They spend all their time planting, planting and planting, only then to forget where they put them all. There's an awful lot of oak trees, and quite possibly oak woods, that owe their existence to this bird. Mind you, this won't stop jays visiting bird tables, where they're often in first and arguably greedy. But yeah, they are rather lovely, so I don't really mind. Jays are flamboyant members of the crow family. Its hefty size and dagger-like bill might give you a clue. They're strikingly coloured, mainly pinkish-brown, with a neat black moustache, white throat, dark streaking on the crown, and a vivid patch of blue on the wings. These blue wing feathers, fringed with jet black, are particularly prized by fly fishermen, who use the feathers to make artificial flies to catch trout. When you catch sight of a jay flying away, the normal way to see this shy bird, the bird's white rump shows up like a light bulb among the trees. Both the male and female are very similar in colour. When you're walking through a wood during the spring, you'll hear the plaintive song of a robin, the beautiful musical songs of blackbirds and song thrush and even blackcap, and the piping song of a chiff-chaff and great tit, then a harsh screak like an amplified tearing of linen shatters the peace. That'll be a jay. For such a colourful bird, boy do they have a terrifying call. No wonder that in Wales the bird is known as the screamer of the woods, and in Somerset as Devil's Scritch. Actually, it's often a rule in the bird world, 
Birds that look good sound awful, and vice versa. Dull ones sound great. Nightingales are simple little brown birds. The strange thing about jays is that, if they wanted to, they could sound beautiful. Jays are accomplished mimics, and will sing songs composed of all sorts of sounds that they have heard. They regularly mimic the songs of some of their famous songsters, like blackbirds, robins, and even nightingale. Sadly, they also mimic crying babies, lawnmowers, and even car and fire alarms. It's thought that they repeat the sounds according to the emotional state they experienced when they originally heard the sound. Thus, when threatened or mobbing, they copy the alarm notes of blackbirds, magpies and tawny owls. But at more relaxed times, they may imitate woodpeckers, sparrows and even a human whistling. Young birds spend a great deal of time practicing their mimicry until they can perfectly replicate the original sound. At three years of age, jays begin to breed. In spring, gatherings known as crow marriages may occur, which allow unpaired birds to find a mate. When breeding, jays can be remarkably secretive for such a large bird, where they build their untidy nest. They start towards the end of April. It measures up to 30 centimetres across, and consists of twigs lined with fine roots, grass and hair, and usually found in the fork between branches. The courtship display involves much posturing with wings and tail outstretched. After mating, the female lays between five and seven glossy eggs, and both the male and female take turns to incubate them for about 16 days. Following hatching, the chicks are fed by both parents for around 20 days. After the chicks leave the nest, a close bond remains with the parents, who continue to feed them and stay with them throughout the autumn. Another interesting behavioural trait happens when a predator attacks a jay's nest. When a predator approaches, the jay will react according to the situation. If the intruder is far away and may not have noticed the bird, the parents will simply sneak away from the nest or fly off altogether, sometimes making alarm cries as he or she leaves. If the predator approaches, the parents will crouch lower in the nest, facing the threat with their bill open. An even closer predator will warrant a defensive threat posture, which involves spreading the wings and crouching down. If the parent decides the only course of action is to attack, they will fly at the predator, attacking it with their claws and beak, and crying out using any number of alarm calls, either their own, jay calls, the predator's own calls, or the alarm calls of an entirely different animal. Jays are birds with a reputation. Like other members of the crow family, they do sometimes take eggs and chicks of other species, but they are also responsible for planting oak trees. 
Ajay may collect up to 3,000 a month in autumn, burying them for a snack later in the winter. Many of these are never retrieved and then germinate. We have them to thank for that. As well as acorns and other tree seeds, jays will visit low bird tables or ground feeder trays for some Peter and Paul in full song, but they love Peter and Paul meal and suet pellets. They are also, it seems, rather fond of Pets Corner's great and small nuts in shell, but I think Peter and Paul suet pellets would be much better for them. Containing over three times the fat levels of other top brands and using only the finest 100% human grade edible beef dripping is just the start of what makes, for your garden birds, Peter and Paul suet products worth the peck. Unlike some other suet products who use low quality suet and fill their products with cheap fillers, fillers like chalk dust and in some cases PVA glue, Peter and Paul suet products contain no cheap fillers and only contain the finest ingredients, including the exciting ingredient, spirulina. Spirulina has proven to be a highly beneficial supplement for our feathered friends. Spirulina is basically an edible blue-green microalgae that naturally grows in lakes, and when fed to birds it makes their plumage glossier, intensifies their natural colour, improves their health and increases their fertility many-fold. Basically it's wonderful, and another reason why Peter and Paul syrup products will not only attract the greatest number and variety of birds to your garden, but also support the health, welfare and conservation of UK birds. Although suet is traditionally thought of as a winter-only food for garden birds, actually suet should be thought of as a year-round food, and not just to supplement winter feeding. You should be feeding suet throughout the entire year, and particularly during key periods, since it makes a valid contribution for breeding, moulting, and pre- and post-migratory diets of wild birds, and even suitable for chicks and fledglings. Of course there are some fussy birds out there and they demand a high level of attention when it comes to their bird food. For this reason Peter and Paul suet products come in two flavours, mealworm and berry and bug flavour. Not only will this mean that you can try and find the flavour that tickles your garden birds taste buds, it also makes them the ideal year round feeding, the mealworm being better suited for the spring and summer months and the berry and bug for the autumn and winter months. Going back to Jay's. Providing fruit-bearing shrubs, preserving leaf litter for foraging, and planting native trees, especially oak or beech trees, can also tempt jays to visit your garden. Though jays may become nomadic in winter to seek out the best food sources, they generally do not migrate significant distances. Occasionally, failures of acorn crop over a wide area may give rise to mass movement of jays, known as eruptions. The most recent large-scale eruption was in 1983, when there was an estimated 90% failure of acorn crop across much of Europe, including the UK. Jays were witnessed arriving off the sea at a host of coastal sites along the south and east coast of Britain. To some people, the jay is disliked, and indeed it is one of a handful of species that can be legally controlled for the interests of agriculture and game rearing. This may be why it is often wary of man. Mine visit the garden really early in the morning, see me watching them, and utter their shriek alarm before disappearing into the safety of the wood. Today, 
populations are increasing throughout the most part of the range and are stable. The species is not threatened at the moment. Whether you live in a town or country, you can help to look after jays and other garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden that includes water and having the very very best food available for them. For more information regarding Peter and Paul Wild Bird Foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of their wonderful Pets Corner stores. And the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed it. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream. And I look forward to speaking to you soon.